Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. Andrea Earhart here, muralist, adventurer, and your host as I interview inspiring artists who are killing it in the art game to show you that it's completely possible to make a great living doing the thing you love to do. We highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. And that's it. So let's get on with the show. Today, I'm going to go at this a little bit differently. We're going to talk about all of the fears that you have around being an artist or going full time or showing up on video, posting on social media or not being good enough. All of the things that a lot of artists just think that they are so special to only have these fears only with them and nobody else has them and they cannot get over it. There's no, there's just no hope for you, right? And these are coming from basically me having conversations with a lot of artists who are just starting out or, you know, in the journey and they're trying the thing and all their fears are holding them back. And I'm also going to talk about my fears that I've had throughout this journey and I've had since I was a kid that I've had to overcome in order to get to the place I'm at and how it's benefited me and just all of the things. We're going to bring to life why you shouldn't be an artist. (laughs) And there's going to be a little bit of humor and sarcasm and... Uh, there's uh, just a little bit of dry humor in here, so hold on, hold with me. <laughs> We're going to keep this as lighthearted as possible, but this this is how, what I think when someone comes at me with, uh, well, I'm scared of this, so I'm not doing it. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me tell you about what <laughs> the things I've been scared of. So the first thing that I get is I'm not good enough, meaning I don't have the skills yet or might not be able to or whatnot of a of an artist and there are all these other artists on Instagram that are doing so well but like I can't do that because they are way ahead of me and their skills are so much better. Let me tell you 
But yeah, you're right. You should probably never be an artist. That is a <laughs> because you were not born out of the womb with all of these abilities and knowing how to shade, um, knowing the different tones and hues. Yeah, nobody had to learn that and take thousands and thousands of hours to learn that. You think that because you have not taken the time to do it that yet that you can't do it, even though all these other artists have spent a lot of hours doing it. Like you, you can't. So yeah, you should definitely not be an artist. Yeah, you should just go with that. Okay, let's be real, guys. <laughs> so say you're self-taught, which being self-taught just means that you spent a lot of hours, you know, figuring it out on your own as opposed to paying someone to teach you, right? Which either way is totally fine. Um, being someone self-taught probably watched some videos on YouTube, which I will argue is not really self-taught if, you know, someone's teaching you how to do it on YouTube. You're just not paying for it. But, I mean... Whether you're self-taught or whether you've took the time to go to a class and for someone to teach you, that is still a process that we all have to go through. And sorry, but you're starting at level one. <laughs> and my level one was a few years ago, like several years ago, but and now several years in the making, I'm so glad I did it. <laughs> I'm so glad I was so frustrated every day for about two years, I remember being frustrated every single day for two years because I just couldn't make the brush be an extension of, of my hand like everybody else around me, like everybody that I was seeing. I was so upset about it. <laughs> like, and that's not sarcasm. That is complete. I remember just being so frustrated with not being as good as everybody around me and then just having to switch my mindset and being, okay, I am here to learn, and so-and-so is better than me, but they have had 5, 10, 15 years on me, and so they better be better than me, you know? If I was a little prodigy coming in, I really, that would not go well. Um, but, so I just, you know, I reframed my, my brain and said, okay, you are ahead of me, you teach me the things that I need to know, because there is so much you don't no. And I have realized that in the past several years of people just coming up and be like, hey, if you do it like this, that'll help. And I'm like, oh, like just uh, mind exploded. Oh my gosh, that thank you so much. Like there's certain things that you can teach yourself and there are certain things that need to be told to you, if, if you know what I mean. I I just, there, and it's hard to explain exactly what, but I, having so many mentors, you know, working at the Popular Outdoors store for a couple years, they would just come by and like, hey, if you mix red with that, that'll make your blue look so much better. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then I do it and I'm like, oh my God, how did they know? Like, it's just crazy, crazy things. Anyway, so the whole, I'm not good at things, get over yourself. Like just, <laughs> you will be good one day. So just have, you know, have some mental peace knowing that. Okay, the next one, and this is one that not a lot of people say, but I can see it on their face, and eventually it'll get brought up in conversation, and it's the basis behind why people don't show up on social media. It's, I'm shy. <laughs> yeah, you're shy. You should definitely not try to be an artist because every artist is super outgoing. We're so talkative. We love to be around people and not in our studio creating all day. Think about it. Like, okay, done with the criticism now. Think about it though. The reason we like to be alone 
is a really, really, really good thing because then we can be alone and creating part of the day and it doesn't bother us. It's that we're actually in our element and it all works out so perfectly like that. You know, imagine if we were, you know, at home and just like craving that attention or craving, craving that social interaction while we're at home painting all day or out painting all day. That would make it a little bit harder. And there are artists out there who have that struggle and I feel you, but I don't understand that as much, but I do understand being shy. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. Go way back because if anybody tells me that they are shyer than me or anybody thinks they are way more shy than I am, I I just like laugh in my head because I know where I started and where I'm at right now is so different from where I started. But my natural my just my natural being is a very very shy person so let's take it back way back I remember being a little kid and I don't know that there's really any reason for this but I even a baby my mom was like you didn't like anybody to hold you you didn't like people it was like my mom only and that's it I was just one of those kids even as a toddler I was like no don't touch me like I don't know you (laughs) I was not one of those friendly kids I even remember my mom would take me places to like socialize me because she had a social life and her friends had kids. And I remember just being her shadow the whole time. That's what she called me. I would not leave her side. Like we would go places and there would be other kids around and she's like, go play. And I, I literally remember being so scared to go play with these other kids that were so friendly and so wanting to play with me. And I would just sit by my mom who was like playing cards with other adults. I would just sit there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't move. And I, my mom was just like, come on. And I'm I would not do it. I was one of those kids. I just didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't want to speak. I didn't want to, you know, anybody to look at me for too long. That is my natural being. And so I've had to work and work at it. But what really happened is my mom kind of got fed up with it. She's a very outgoing person, very blunt, says what she thinks. And so she was very confused on me in general. A lot of people even mentioned that. It was like, who is this? Like, this is your daughter? Like, I, <laughs> I remember hearing that many, many times. And so she would force me to do things, which is why I'm on here on a podcast wanting to force you to do things, if that's probably psychologically why I'm here. Anyway, so she would force me into things. I remember basketball. Um, we would play all softball, all these sports. She forced me into them. I would cry. I would stand there. I would not know what to do. I would shake. I'd just be like, no, mom, please don't make me go. And then I'd be like, wait, fine. I will go to practice, but you have to be there and you have to watch me and I have to see you the whole time. And she'd be like, okay. <laughs> and I remember just like the, for one of the first days of basketball, I did not like it. And she was like, yeah, you are not very good. And so, But she made me do the entire season. And then I was hooked. I loved it. And so growing up and doing sports, I would just became avid sports lover in high school, middle school, all the things, did all the running things and loved it. And that's really, really what helped get me out of my shyness. Because, you know, when you're at a track meet and you're running, everybody's eyes are on you. You know, when you're at a bas- on a basketball game and you're the point guard and you're dribbling it down, everybody's eyes are on you. So I just got used to it. And so that helped a bit. And then, but I also remember, and just to go a little bit more on this, just to really dig it home for you guys, just show you how shy I am naturally. <laughs> um, I remember being in high school and this is one of the first times it happened, but I gave 
a speech. We were in public speaking. Hated it, by the way. Absolutely hated it. Like, just because I was in sports does not mean I was cured. Hated being in front of people speaking. And I remember I got hives. I, like, broke out in hives on my neck giving a public speaking or giving a speech in a class. And I remember they made fun of me and, like, all the other students. And so I would plan my outfits around when if I had to give a speech that day, I would wear a turtleneck or a giant hoodie or something so that people couldn't see that. Nowadays, it's still a thing all the time. <laughs> I, I, I don't say all the time, but if I'm too nervous, I will just break out in hives. And so I will wear makeup on my chest and neck if I go and give a speech, um, even to this day. Like if I have a speech coming up or I have something where I think I'm going to be really nervous, I'll just go ahead and put some makeup on there. That way nobody can see it and it just makes me feel a little bit better. It even got to the point of <laughs> um, I have passed out before from being so nervous. I don't know what it is, but I remember like it's happened a couple times and to the point where it's like on my mind. And I remember being in an interview a couple of years ago and this really nice reporter was interviewing me for the local college about art and all of that. And he asked me a question that I didn't really know how to answer. I was stumbling over my words and it made me really nervous and my ears started to ring and I was like, oh no, it's happening because that's what happens when I'm about to pass out. You get a little foggy and you can't really hear. And I was like, no. So I got it under control. I started eating. Luckily we had some food right there and it kind of went away, but that's what happens. I'm just telling you, like my body does not respond well to having full attention on me. And nowadays I will eat quite a bit. If I'm about ready to go do something that's really, I I think it's going to be nerve wracking for me. I'll eat a lot of sugar um, because I think that helps it quite a bit. I I'm less likely to pass out if I have a lot of calories in me. Anyway, so I'm just saying, just being completely honest, if you are shy, I get it. I completely get it. And I have obsessed over this stuff. And every single time I get a um, an email of someone saying, hey, would you like to come public speak? Blah, blah, blah. We'd love to hear your story, whatnot. I get an immediate knot in my stomach thinking, oh gosh, not again. Okay. Yes. And I respond, yes, I would love to, (laughs) but it's a lie. I would not love to, (laughs) like, but I do it anyway. And I want to, I share all this because if you're scared of getting on video and if you're scared of live painting or putting yourself out there anyway, do it anyway, because it has gotten easier. I would, I don't, Think I'm not cured yet, and I think I maybe can be cured at some point if I just do it enough. Like, live video isn't as scary to me as it used to be. I'd say it used to be a nine scary, now it's a three. <laughs> so, and public speaking used to be a 10, and I'd say now it's like an eight, <laughs> so <laughs> like maybe a seven. But I'm thinking, like, if I could get over this. I could be unstoppable, you know, just in life and everything. So I'm just saying, if you're shy, I totally get it. That was kind of a really long answer, but let's go on to another one. So this is a a question and really a statement that I get from students or and or artists just talking to them quite a bit. And they're like, if I put my art online, people will steal it. That's why I'm not doing it. And 
I think that's a little crazy, to be honest. <laughs> so let's talk around the fear of that. So if someone stole your art online, they would what? Make a print of it? They would sell it? They would put it on merchandise? Yeah? Okay. And then you can fix it by finding it and messaging them and taking it down. Okay. But I will say... You have to create something pretty amazing for someone to want to steal it. And just to, you know, give you a little ego check, um, it has to be amazing. Like, they're not just going to steal a painting that you created in a couple hours that we're putting online. Um, it has to be really freaking cool. <laughs> I've really never had anybody steal my art. I've had people, you know, be inspired by it and then create something very similar, which could... is. I know, which is copyright, blah, 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 whatever. But I think of it more as like I've inspired them to do it. And, you know, there's it doesn't actually hurt me. I think imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery. Think of it like that. Like if someone, you know, if someone is copying your stuff, if someone is stealing your work, you know, you can always ask them to take it down. Or if it's like, if it's an artist and a fellow artist in the beginning of their career, what it just take it as inspiration. That's how we all, you know, we all copied at some point. We've all painted a Disney character. That's copying. That's stealing. You know, we've all taken music and burned it on a CD. That's copying and downright stealing and we all know it when we do it anyway and so I would just take a look at yourself and make sure that like it's not a double standard in that um we could really go on we'll probably make a whole episode on copyright and all of that but I just to say if you're afraid someone is going to steal your work online put maybe a watermark on it and if it does happen, it's an easy fix. And if you're not sure how to handle it, just send me a DM and I will show you how to walk through it um, with the least amount of damage and still keeping you know, a good relationship with whoever has done it. Okay, another one is I'm not going to be able to make enough money. Um, I get a lot of people coming at me saying, I, you know, I get two weeks off vacation or I get three weeks of vacation every year and that's a lot and I really like it and I make $30,000 a year at this job and I just can't give that up because I'm not going to make that much money as an artist. And I'm like, yeah, same. I never make money either. Yeah. Like, that's like, money isn't my favorite thing. <laughs> like, I am a starving artist. You will be too. That, that That's really like what I want to say. Sometimes, like, that's what I'm saying in my head. Maybe I should just start saying that. Like, I'm a little sarcastic, and sometimes sarcastic can be, you know, taken as mean, but really it's just my weird humor. And like, making things something else anyway okay so yes you shouldn't quit your job today if you don't even have a website <laughs> don't, don't do that don't quit your job if you you know have nothing if you haven't put at least a thousand hours of practice in I wouldn't recommend it if you don't have a mentor that can hand you jobs or hire you whenever you, you know, whenever you're at a slow point or whatever. Like if you, you know, if you haven't done the steps before, then yeah, you're going to make no money. <laughs> you're going to set yourself up. But coming from an artist who makes a pretty decent amount, make a pretty good living, especially for living in the Midwest, 
I mean, it is definitely possible, and making money through art is my favorite thing in the world, so (laughs) I will make more podcast episodes to uh, combat that argument. Another one that I've heard quite a bit is, um, it's too late for me. I have waited too long, I already have another job, and I've spent four years in college and years training with this other job, and that would be time wasted, and I, it's just too late for me. I'm too old, I'm too, you know, this this and that, and it's just, it's not my time, and I just want to say, that is true, if you are 90, you just maybe making art a hobby would be a good thing, but I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna make money from it. If you're 90, maybe maybe when you're 80, yeah, like you still have some time left. If you're 70, okay, yeah, let's let's work at it. Like I think you still have plenty of time. So if you're 30 and 40, there's still time out there to make money doing what you love, and there are so many people out there doing just that. Actually, the perfect person for this is I was just talking to Dion Woods, who is, she actually has her own podcast. She's the Turquoise Iris. I have mentioned her several times. She's at the Turquoise Iris on Instagram, and she's a perfect example. She had babies and was doing the thing, and I was very creative and had a different job and all of that, and didn't start being, you know, start her artistic journey until she was oh gosh, I'm really not sure, but maybe like 30-ish, I don't know, and now the woman is a boss, and way ahead of so many people who started way earlier than her, and just doing amazing, so if you need an example of someone who is doing amazing, go follow her, and I just want to say there's, I mean, I follow Gary V. Do you know uh, Gary Vaynerchuk? So he's not really in the art scene. He's more of like a marketing, social media kind of person. And he says all the time, he's like, you know, he he wasn't even online really that much until in his 30s. He didn't really make business motivational anything until his 30s. And oh, also another one, Wanda Comrie, C-O, so Wanda Comrie, C-O-M-R-I-E. Go find her on Instagram. She is doing amazing as well. She makes like rather smaller paintings of florals and she started a bit later as well, but is killing it. She's actually been on the podcast. Both Dion Woods and Wanda have been on the podcast. Just a bit older, um, but I wouldn't say old. You know what I mean? They're, They're just killing it and they're doing their thing and they started way later in life. So, you know, if you're 30s, 40s, 50s, and you're just like, nope, it's too late for me. Yeah, okay. If you're planning on dying in like a couple years, then yeah, it might be too late. Another one is I'm not a very motivated person. So you wake up every day and you just don't want to paint that much and you're just not very motivated and you just kind of want to live. I don't know. I like life. I don't really want to work that much. I don't know. I just like laugh at that because that is me (laughs) every day before 10 (laughs) a.m. I wake up and I am the worst part of me in the morning. So don't talk to me in the morning. (laughs) I try not to send emails in the morning because I'm just not my happy chipper chipper self. And then when I wake up 
and I will turn on some music, turn on a podcast, turn on an audiobook, listen to other people who are doing things, it makes me motivated to do things. So like you listen to this podcast, don't you feel, hopefully, a little bit more motivated after listening to this, just knowing that all these other people have all these crazy fears that you probably have had at least one of these right? If we're all being honest, because I've had almost all of them, except for the whole starting late one, because I started real early. (laughs) But I think being motivated is a myth. I think that I think there are some people that are really ambitious, but I also think those people have a reason why. And so I would could I would categorize myself as being very ambitious. However, I mean, just a few years ago, I, like, I was going through the motions, I would do the things, but really sleep and having fun were my main priority. Like, I was making sure that I was either in college or I was working towards something, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't really call myself, like, an overly motivated person. You know, I wanted big things. Everybody wants, or not everybody, but a lot of people, you know, you want to live comfortably. A lot of people want to drive a nicer car, not the best car, or live in a nicer house or whatever, but I wouldn't really categorize myself as someone who was really doing the things that was reaching towards the stars. I maybe wanted the things, but I wasn't doing it, if that makes sense. And it's because I didn't have any habits to do so. And I've spoken on this before, so I don't want to say a ton about it. Just to, the reason I am so motivated now, it helps because I have a lot of habits in place and I've been doing it for so long and I've had so many small wins that those small wins drive me further and further. So I would say set yourself up to get a small win. Any kind of job commission that you could maybe get or any kind of sale you could make on Instagram or any any project you could complete, any challenge you could complete like this 100 day challenge, giving yourself small wins so you see little small victories will lead to bigger ones down the road and then that almost is that's almost the motivation in itself and then it becomes a habit and then you just do the things regularly and then boom you're a successful artist and that's kind of how it happened honestly like I would just you know you'd get so excited for this sale and then you'd just be painting and painting and you get so excited for that sale then another one and another one and they just come more frequently and that's just kind of how it happens but it it started with me of listening to podcasts that's a really big one and I don't really need to tell you to do that right now Um, but find other people find books find all of the things anything actually if you need a book recommendation of someone who has a really really good just way of you know thinking about life check out the recent book by Matthew McConaughey called Green Lights. He has a very great way of just looking at life and at the world with with learning perspectives and with just things that are like, okay, I'm going to stick this out and we're going to see what happens kind of a thing. It's just, he grew up in a very, I say not um, great household, I guess, but he just looks on the positive side and this book is Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey and he, uh, it's his voice on the audio book, which is fantastic. (laughs) Okay, another objection that I get is, 
A lot of people don't want to charge for the service that they're providing, so nobody wants to put a price tag on their painting. You're scared to charge too much, all of that stuff. You're scared of what people might think of you, and like girls same. <laughs> every year I pay myself a little bit more, and every year it seems even more ridiculous than the last year. However, at the end of the year, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely worth that. So my advice for you is to figure out you know, what your worth is at the level you are. And if you need a pricing guide to go through that, go to artpricingguide.com. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Artpricingguide.com. And then I have a whole walkthrough. We've talked about pricing so many times and you'll actually get links to the past podcast episodes about pricing and how I'm pricing in this year, 2021 and all stuff. So I don't want to beat it down (laughs) and just go over pricing and pricing and pricing again. But I want to talk about just like your mentality behind it. And there's definitely a thing to where you can definitely be charging too much and people not buying and you can definitely be charging too little and, you know, people buying too quickly. So it's just kind of finding that weird little balance, but there's definitely nothing wrong with charging low and then going high. So right now, and or I just finished the 31-day challenge where I charged $95 for a painting, and that's where my customer base was at. That's where, you know, that's where people were buying. And then I upped it, and yeah, but I would definitely say that, you know, if you're at that level, and just find out what level you're at, because there will always be someone who is saying, you know, I can't afford that. I was actually painting a window here recently and this lady came up and she was like, oh my gosh, I follow you on Facebook. And we just got talking. I was like, thanks. And she mentioned how she saw my art auction a few months ago. And she's like, oh, I really wanted to buy something, but everything was just really expensive. Um, But I hope you made a bunch from that. And I'm just thinking in my mind, I'm like, you thought the art auction was too expensive? Things were 25% of the total, and there were things for $30 on there. But I, would, I, I didn't say anything. I just kept a smile. I was like, okay, yeah, well, thanks so much. Okay, have a great day. <laughs> like, and so it, it just, it was weird hearing it from her. And just like, just, you know, somebody being so honest and, but I don't know. I was just so dumbfounded. and But I love the honesty in it. And a lot of people are not going to be able to buy your art, and that's totally fine. And your friends might think you're crazy for charging that amount. I have a couple friends who I told him my painting was like $2,000 for this giant elephant painting. And he was like, oh my god, like he could barely even think. And then the same person came in and he, I was painting one of the clouds. And he's like, hey, you sold a lot of these, right? And I was like, yeah, I've been selling them for $95. And he's like, whoa. And I was like thinking that was a lot. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, And mind you, this friend makes really good living and lives in a really big house. <laughs> and I was just like what? <laughs> like, you, okay, yeah, you just think, he just, like, his value, or his, yeah, I guess value of art is just so low that he thinks that it, I shouldn't charge very much, but without saying it, he's being so nice about it. A lot of people aren't going to see the value in it, but that's 
our job. Our job is to get on video, show up every day, be consistent, and show people why your art is so cool. Get, you know, get, get really good at what you're doing. That way people just can't say no. They're just like, no, like I need that. that that's what you want. You want to get your niche down to the point where people are saying, I need to have that no matter what the price Okay, artpricingguide.com, you can go find out what your pricing should be at, and it's just a very loose, um, calculated area. Okay, alright, it's like at night right now, and I need to go eat something, so I'm out, and I really hope that just bringing all of these, you know, fears to life really quick just helps you realize that you're not the only one going through it, and you can get over it. If I can get over hives and about passing out for all the things, you can get over things too. And, you know, if you're feeling too overwhelmed, also just remember that the basis of all of this is painting. So just get to painting and paint, 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 and share, share, share. And that's that's really it. Okay, and I hope you become an artist. I hope I didn't talk you out of becoming an artist because it is kind of hard. Like, to be honest, it's kind of hard, but it's so fulfilling and so rewarding and it gets easier. It gets so much easier the more and more you do it. I get a lot of people saying, you know, you do a podcast, you do this, you do that. How do you do it all? And it's because I, you know, I started with just painting and then I added prints and, you know, I was doing commissions already. So I was doing commissions and prints and then I added the Artist Academy and then I added a podcast or I think a podcast came first, but you know what I mean? And then I added a print of the month club and, you know, all these things, but I added them one by one by one, and they were a little overwhelming at first, but then you get the hang of it, and you just, you do, do, and at first, everything was a little uncomfortable, learning how to do prints, oh my gosh, just that whole process, um, but, and you know, it's profitable, and I love doing it, that's why I'm still doing it, I mean, murals were really hard to learn, um, showing up on video, figuring out how to do podcasts, all the, it was all very, very hard in the beginning, but you just add another thing, and another thing, and then, before you know it, you're loving life and things are a lot easier. Okay. All right. Hope you have a great week. I will talk to you later. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am art by Andrea Earhart. I will gladly share your art on my Instagram story with a reach of over 60,000. 
thousand as a thank you for helping us grow this artist academy community and speaking of community if you would like to be a part of our absolutely free and very encouraging community on social media just head over to facebook.com slash groups slash artist academy and i will see you next week